You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Have you ever heard about the three R's? Not reduce, reuse, and recycle. Not that type. Yet these three R's are needed to keep a different kind of house clean and in order. What is it? Let's talk about it on The Coach's Corner. Welcome to The Coach's Corner on the Mission Matter Podcast Network, where you can find through good coaching a friendly corner to rest, think, and engage the world better around you. We want to see you get that knockout of success fairly. I'm your host, Denley McIntosh, CEO of Renew IQ Consulting. I talked about the three R's that we need to keep our house clean and in order. What are those R's? Well, they represent rest, reflect, and renew. Rest, reflect, and renew. Um, so the house that I'm referring to is not physical, but more psychological and emotional. We don't do enough of the three R's to remove the emotional baggage that get buried inside each and every one of us. We don't do enough of the three R's to deal with the busyness, which eventually leads to burnout. Dealing with the busyness is so key. So I like this to coin this this conversation with you is really dealing with the junk of busyness with the three R's. Dealing with the junk of busyness with the three R's. See, a little bit about busyness in our culture, I feel has been lulled into a state of perpetual busyness, such that psychologists have taken note. In 2016, or an article in 2016 from the American Psychological Association, APA, the writer Kirsten Weir states, about busyness, seeking more balance. When, and I quote, when Pamela Hayes, PhD, began her psychology career, she tried to do it all, clinical work, writing, research, and teaching, but she couldn't sustain it. After a decade of going full tilt, she developed neck problems and carpal tunnel syndrome so severe, she had to start using a voice-activated computer system. I was driven, she says, but I drove myself into health problems I couldn't ignore anymore. Continuing on in that same piece, Weir writes, again, quote, Jim Davies, PhD, a faculty member at Carleton University in Ottawa, says that for him and many of his colleagues, a lot of work commitments are self-imposed. They are projects we are passionate about and take on whether we have the time to commit to them or not, Davies says. We're too busy because we're overcommitted, not because our jobs are too onerous. These are psychologists who are getting caught up in the rat race of busyness, that building that that junk. Hmm. Now, the APA continues on this theme, and they have an article in 2020 written by, by way of Ashley Amberson, writes, as in 2020, American workers across the board saw heightened rates of burnout in 2021. And according to APA's 2021 Work and Wellbeing Survey of 1,501 U.S. adult workers, 79% of them, 79% of employees had experienced work-related stress in the month before the survey. Folks, clearly there's an epidemic of busyness or maybe an endemic, which is leading to burnout for many of us. If psychologists have challenges with this, is there any hope for us mortals? Yes, I feel there is some hope. 
Yes, we need to rest, reflect, and renew. Repeat with me. Rest, reflect, and renew. Repeat again. Rest, reflect, and renew. Let me define the three R's in more detail. Let's begin the, with the word rest. First R. Rest speaks about vacating your regular routine or activities to something else that's completely different. Notice I didn't say to do nothing, but more so find a place where you can be. It allows the unconscious mind, subconscious mind to really unplug itself and then to be able to enjoy a space, a state for you. You get to enjoy your space and state or a steady state more exactly. Rest is about focusing on feelings, emotions, and connections over then output production and perfection. Rest is about ceasing your regular duties and habits and removing the tension inside and maybe outside. That's rest. Our first R. Our second R, reflect. Reflect speaks about looking back on your past, looking within to see how those memories identify or reflect you. When we reflect, it answers the question of how your past, within those memories, shines a light on you and showing things about you which you haven't seen before. This could be fulfilling for some and downright frightening for others. Fulfilling means you get a sense of joy knowing where you could do better. Frightening means you get a sense of dread knowing where you could do better. Reflection can bring both at the same time. Sometimes to reflect requires courage to see ourselves as we know we are, or maybe how others see us or who we are. You see, it's worth it because you want to see the real. You want to see the real you as others see you. Reflect is about gaining clarity on you and removing the confusion with it. And the final art is renew. So we did rest, we did reflect, now renew. Renew speaks about regaining your sense of identity when you've rested and reflected. At this point, you can see clearly to know your next steps, whether to return to your work or pivot to something different. It can also mean connecting to communities where you find that belonging and purpose. Discovering or recognizing your sense of self brings a focus and purpose, or at least a feeling of it. You were rejuvenated to no longer vacate your world of work and return with a sense of empowerment. Renew is about possessing energized focus to get back to the world that you left to rest and reflect and remove the, the, the boredom that busyness and routine can bring into our lives when it's done to an overextent. You got that? Rest reflect, and renew. We need those three. When we practice the three hours, we can expect this outcome of feeling our best and lightening the emotional load. The corner tips. How do we practice the, the, these three hours? Well, let me share with you one way. As busy people, especially leaders, it's important to carve out time to personally rest, reflect, and renew. This reality hit me as a, a leader and parent this reality hit me one Easter when I was helping my children by decorating some cookies with, with them at their school among other parents who are doing the same. 
I felt the joy of play along with the other parents of making a mess and a mistake without someone in authority waggling or wagging their finger at me in authority to tell me I'm getting it wrong. Okay. My children told me I got it wrong numerous times. And I said, all right. <laughs> but that's okay for them to be the boss in that moment. It's part of the fun and, and resting from the pressure of delivering the perfect cookie, so to speak. Also, reflecting on, on how much they've grown up. As much as i grown up with them as their dad. Renewing my sense of being dad for them was part of the experience too. Playing like I did with my children is, is one of the ways that to, to bring all the three R's together. I took rest from my busy schedule of consulting, speaking, and writing. And I reflected as I was painting ever so gently and cautiously, not wanting my, my children to tell me I got it wrong, but all kidding aside, gently and cautiously about my role as a dad and friend to my children. I renewed by seeing my role of dad being reaffirmed as well, opening a new phase of fatherhood as a dad who's willing to take risks to being embarrassed as being a non-painter. Play not only keeps us humble and, and helps us to be vulnerable, include the parts of us and, and others we don't always want others to see or people to see. It also provides a critical space and time to cultivate the three R's, which grounds us, as I discovered personally. The three R's can be done in little or big getaways. Whenever you find a space for yourself to be with yourself, you got that? Whenever you find a space for yourself to be with yourself, I mean, dialogue with yourself as you rest with yourself. We don't talk about <laughs> keeping company with ourselves, but we need to do that more often. How many people do? One reason, they're afraid of themselves. And that's the reason many don't rest by themselves. But we can't cower to fear, my friends. We cannot cower to fear. We cannot be afraid of ourselves. Some of us may not take that time to rest simply because they forget or need motivation. So this process can be done with another person if they are engaged in the similar process of, of the three R's like you, whereby you can share with each other the stir up further points to reflect and to discover the new sense of self. Why is this necessary and critical? Why, why is this so important? This process keeps us clean and cluttered. I hope you're seeing that right now so we can see our way forward and make the right decisions because we're not tired in our souls. As a leader, manager, or and or parent, that's so vital. Our ability to stay grounded is so key. Yeah, absolutely key to making effective decisions that, that benefits all of those who are impacted. Now, being grounded, being in our right frame of mind that three hours provides to us, helps us to see who we are, remember who we are accountable to, who depend on us. Maybe important not only to know who we are, but whose we are. 
my wife would say, pertain to our family and community. So from the front line to the front office or from the youngest child to the eldest child, either way, our decisions ripple like a stone drop in water. And being grounded through the three R's help ensure our decisions are just that, ripples of hope and not tidal waves of harm. Let me repeat that. The three R's help us ensure our decisions are ripples of hope and not tidal waves of harm. The stakes are even higher for C-suite leaders or, or parents who need to have the three R's firmly attacked in their being for this to create ripples and not tidal waves throughout their organizations or their homes. We're in a hurried world, folks, from running around in meetings in the day to after-school activities or social engagements at night. We're in a world that rest does not happen. Rest doesn't happen, so you can't reflect. Reflection doesn't happen as often as it should or, or even, even none at all. We don't rest. We don't reflect to slow us down when we hit our heads on our respective pillows at night. We're seeing the impact of this lack of rest where people are not able to get the rest that they need to be renewed, to restore. But the scores of people who want to raise the white flag, the proverbial white flag, these folks, they want to give up as they're just simply burnt out and emotionally tired. You, you know this to be true. You know this to be true with the people that you run into who you see in the first thing in the morning and say, they're so tired. And this is a Monday. And they're so tired. What's going to happen to them on the Friday? You know this to be true maybe with your own self because you don't want to get up in the morning. You don't want to get up in the morning. You feel exhausted getting up in the morning when you got more than eight hours of sleep. You would think you'd be rested, but you're finding it's a challenge as well. Folks, I believe we can change this fact. I really, really do. And it starts by creating new habits. It simply does. Being intentional about resting and renewing and restoring. But that rest, that building up that habit of rest starts, that habit starts at a young age. You see, when I was a youth leader for a group of youth in a local church, ranging from 10-year-olds to 20-year-olds, I asked them as part of their own personal spiritual development to rest have allowed them to reflect that they can be renewed and they can be restored. I asked them to take an evening for about a couple of hours. I thought that was reasonable to have no TV, no computer, no phones, no radio, no iPods. At the time, there was no iPods. Just be in your room alone with your thoughts. I didn't think that was too difficult. I asked them, hear what your thoughts are saying. That was the exercise. I thought it was a great idea to help them to stay grounded and less stressed. But they looked at me as if I had two heads with their eyes 
wide open glaze like deers caught in headlights with their mouths simply dropping i heard all the jaws dropping onto the ground they profusely refused to participate in the exercise they could not conceive to be alone in quietness and solitude for that long they whined they complained the energy they took to do all of that i would say why, why couldn't you take that energy to do the exercise but it stirred them and made them so so uneasy okay okay Denley. You need to give these kids a break, you're probably saying. They're kids. They're young. All right. All right. That's fair. I will say maybe I'm asking too much because we've lowered the bars <laughs> so low, so low, and that we don't expect our, our youth, our, our children to cultivate rest and reflection. We don't. But here's the thing. And psychologists will tell you, many of our children are overstimulated and are being burnt out. And you thought it was bad when I was with these youth in their 20s. Think how bad it is now. Look what we're dealing with post-COVID, or, or some of us may say we're still going to, but let's say post-COVID, for the sake of conversation, the rate of anxiety in children are, in, are increasing. They're now considering how to bring psychologists to work with children. And figure out why they're so anxious. Because they have no rest. They're always busy and working. Not necessarily physically, but their minds are always churning. They don't know how to shut it down. Because they're exposed to so many things. And these children take it toward their teenagehood and teenage years into young adulthood and adults. And, and we're dealing with the fallout. We're dealing with the follow. When we teach our young children that they must always fill their environment with noise, they will never learn to listen to their own thoughts and even confront them as needed to find that rest. And what are we seeing? Young people among young people, scores of them rising up, inflicting violence online or in the public because they're bleeding inside. And it translates for them to, to create Havoc where others bleed at home or in the public, both figuratively and literally. I hope you feel like, I hope you know that I'm not exaggerating. You see this. We see this. We see this. That's what we're dealing with when we don't address the, the generation. And when we don't practice this, how are they supposed to know better? Think about it. I ask you. I ask you, how often have you been with your own thoughts? How often have you been at rest? How often have you been with your thoughts? Longer than 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 60 minutes, or even a couple of hours. Just you and your thoughts with no barriers around you to interfere. Hmm. Yeah. Don't worry if you feel like that's, that's not you. I recall asking a group of adults providing spirit directorship to them. I gave them that exercise, and they looked as mortified as the teenagers I asked. They didn't want to be with uh, be with their own thoughts to re to rest, so they can to renew through that reflection and, and be restored. And this is the unfortunate reality we find ourselves: the young and mature alike who refuse to be alone with their own thoughts, as they are scared to be with them. For some reason, for some, this is the reason they don't reflect. 
because they're more fearful of what's inside of them than what is outside of them. They must stay busy. I recall being on a, a retreat. It was a silent retreat for a half day. We were outside and myself with a, a group of people. And a silent retreat meaning that we pass each other without saying a word. No one's saying a word. And I remember on this very cool winter day outside in February, I was walking around the grounds, the snowy grounds. And the only thing that I heard while I was in the woods, which is merely the crunching of the snow and the chirping of the birds and the stirring of squirrels as they moved up and down the tree. And I will tell you folks, that was one of the most therapeutic times I've ever had. I felt nature was literally singing to my soul as I was gathering my thoughts and confronting them one by one as best I could to consider what I need to do next in my own life. We spoke volumes to each other by not saying a word and watching us take in the world around us. Tell me now, tell me, tell me now, how can you truly renew and restore yourself if you can't really rest in your own being? We need to slow down and even stop at some point to hear what our heart really needs as part of the rest that allows us to renew and restore. We need new habits. Yes, yes, we need new habits. Someone needs to teach us how and remind us to put these habits to action. This is why I'm here to share the corner tips. This is what the Coach's Corner is all about, to share corner tips like the three R's with you. The three hours of reflect, renew, and restore invite us into that leadership and personal space. This sacred space has become elusive to many. I must admit, has become elusive to many of us as we fall further behind in this rat race of profitability, career advancement, and performance, which are burning us out. It's simply burning us out. The three hours remind us to keep the first things first. All right? Keep the first things first. Three hours remind us that it's okay to simply be, and in my case, play. They remind us that we matter with our loved ones too. For no one who takes their last breath, I hope you hear me now, no one takes their last breath is remembering the big points they've earned for pushing their colleagues to finalize that last deal, high five with champagne. No, those things are not remembered when we take our last breath. But the big points that people are considering in that moment is the things that they've earned for playing with their children, falling over their last meal, right? Not finalizing the last deal, but playing with their children fondly over their last meal. If you have a hard time resting, I would strongly recommend for you to have some one to remind you about taking your rest so you can get into the three R's. Having an accountability partner or partners may be that extra nudge or push you need to practice the three R's successfully. I trust practicing the three R's will keep your life tidier, cleaner, and removing all the clutters that are barriers toward us being our best selves for others and not to mention for ourselves. Those are your corner tips. Well, thank you for listening to The Coach's Corner. Once again, if you are a part of my listenership and you haven't subscribed, 
please subscribe to my show. If you're new or please connect with me on LinkedIn through my profile or email me at hello at renewiq.ca. That's hello at renewiq.ca. Well, this has been another podcast of the Coach's Corner where I bring your heart, head, and hands together so you can go and fight to be your best self and help others do the same. Make it a great day in the Coach's Corner. We'll see you next time. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.